Beautiful. My homeboy walked up on you. He was like, hey, Mike, this is my homeboy Fred Taylor. We was leaving, you was leaving the club with your people. This is my homeboy Fred Taylor. You was like, empty, FT. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. You yeah. You gonna bring 10 of them? I used to go with I have, like, I have 50 of them. I've been, I've been getting around, man. I've been traveling. Running. So I'm gonna be high by the time we leave. Who's that? Oh, Mike got some, Mike got some good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam done slid me. He slid me. He slid us a couple. Yeah, by the time we finished, yeah, actually, like, we, 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 it was last we night. Burn, we burned your shit last night. Yeah, that Mike 2.0. You, no, did yeah, seven, uh, you did seven years in the NFL? Yeah. I've been a shot. Yeah. Man, I had 17 knee surgeries. Both my feet got screws in them. Shoulders. That's a hell of a game. Bro, that shit Everybody nice. always say, you'd be a great quarterback. Boy. You know what I mean? Like, running back. <laughs> Bullshit. Because <laughs> I don't care how good you are. I don't care how good you are, how fast, how strong you are. You can but, and in yeah. boxing, you see the motherfucker coming one at mother, you. One I don't got a 400-pound motherfucker coming behind me. Bust oh. me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm I can't move. I'm but but boxing boxing and football that only sport where your ass be stuck no get yapped and get if stuck. If you don't play right, you be talking funny at the end of the day. Yeah, when you yeah, finish yeah. with your career, you be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, right that through that concussion shit, right? Yeah, yeah. you had some motherfuckers. But, but you, you got some motherfuckers talking I'm funny right now. <laughs> you was knocking off the band. Hold up, limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Well, Mike, man, welcome to the pivot. We are, I mean, so we are all fans. Uh, we're excited as hell. I think, you know, for us growing up, like I, I was telling him when we sat down, shoot, he was the second man I was ever scared of. How old are you? You look my age. That's not about what I was young. We don't look your age, Hey, don't you do that. Hey, don't you do that. You're going to do us like that, big dog. Freddie, your age. Bro, I respect Mike. Trust me. I respect Mike to the fullest, man. Uh, I just telling you, we met back in DC some years ago. But no, it's just been a respect thing, man. I'm, yeah. I'm 46, Mike. Yeah. Freddie T was in the yeah, league. You look, look good, man. When yeah, Mike beat up Michael Speaks, though, Freddie T was already in the league then. Hey. <laughs> we talking about Mike beating up Michael Speaks. Mike beat up a lot of motherfuckers' daddies. <laughs> yeah. He was like 15, 16. Have you ever beat up one of your uh, classmates' daddies? No, um, I, I had a fight with a guy, but then I fucked his father when I was a kid, though, yeah. In the ring? In the street. You fought a son and his daddy on yeah. the same day. Yeah. And, and whooped them both. Yeah. <laughs> How's that, bro? What was it? You say six, six, what, 16, 17? I was 11. You were 11 years yeah. old whooping grown-ups. Yeah. It was just something, it was something special. Why is your hands different than my hand? Why nah, is um, I, I was just, listen, man, I'm going to tell you some fucking shit. There's no badass shit. I was just... Baby, you it got me picking on me. Stop, boom, out. <laughs> my right hand to God, you know. Stop, boom, out. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. And then one guy said, "You better fucking fight him back." And I started fighting. Then that was the rap. Might kill my pigeon. It was a rap. 
topic. Is that, is, fucking is that how you, yeah. but, but is that how you got into fighting? No, just no that's my first street? fight. Yeah, but that's my first fight ever in my life over the pigeon. And then I got locked up in some place when I was a kid. And then I met some guy that used to be a trainer, a fighter. Then he introduced me to somebody that was a great trainer. Yeah, and that's Cuss. Yeah. yeah. And so when you when you got with Cuss, did you know from a young age though that you were gonna be what you turned into? Yeah. Um, I used to know I was gonna be this every champ of the world. Yeah. And so when we since when I you, was born, no, since I was born, I used to know it. And so when you finally get there, what was that feeling like? Youngest champion, when when you finally get to that to that point and you're doing it in such emphatic fashion, knocking these folks out, what did it feel like to you? Did you feel like you were finally on top of the world? No, I want more. And more and more and more and more to crush the world to my feet. How did you get to a point though, Mike, where you had enough? Was it always you had to get more? I have a big deep hole, yeah. I have to have everything, all of it. I was when I was a young kid, I wasn't in balance. It's either everything or nothing. Does that does that come from your upbringing? Because there's a lot of stories out there, the internet and shit, and we hear about, you know, no, everything really, that, just, that, that it, it the Mike Tyson story. But what created Mike Tyson? Discipline, reading, watching, learning from the masters, watching them. It's all about believing in yourself, yeah. you know, confidence. You have to have belief. Um, success breeds confidence. Confidence breeds success. That's just how it goes. You, you mentioned the masters. We're going to get right to it, Mike, the uh, masters. Because right now, we know Floyd is a bad boy. He's 50 and 0. I was thinking about somebody. Floyd was a bad boy, but yeah. you talk about the Masters. Does that include Ali? Absolutely. Like, who are you speaking of when you say the Masters? When I talk about the Masters, I'm talking about Ali, Joe Gans, Roberto Duran, you know what I mean? Um, um, these, these guys went 100 and, what, it was like 52 rounds. Joe Gans, the Battle of Nelson. The who do that? The way we fight now, three minutes and one minute. And then there's these guys, it was another brother, Andy Bowen and Jack Burke. They fought 110 rounds. Right. I'm going to throw it out there, Mike. Floyd, a bad boy. You just said it. No doubt about it. 50 and a peak and, game, though, right? Right, right, right. I'm not saying um, Floyd is anybody. I think Floyd's a bad boy. I think he might even be Chavez. Chavez went, um, what, 90 and 0, 87 and 0 before he lost. Mm -hmm. Sugar Ray Robinson had, he was like 175, 1 and like 85 knockouts. And, and that wasn't even the end of his career, that was in the middle of his career. Right. You know, he finished fighting, had 200 fights, and probably had um, uh, close to 100 knockouts, 91 knockouts, and he was just a beast. You know, and he fought for 26 years. I'm talking about some real nasty, monster, savage shit. Right. And we love you Floyd. Know, yeah. We we <laughs> I know Chaddy probably yeah. wanna he probably wanna FaceTime it now. Yeah. But Floyd, the greatest boxer of all time, you know, at least self-proclaimed. But a lot of people agree with that. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, he was a badass. But you was a bad motherfucker, Mike. Well like you I, are if still a bad motherfucker, man. Like I don't think so now, but when I was younger and that was this is what I wanted to do in my life, yeah, I put my whole dedication in. You got an athlete. Right. You know how to you sacrifice everything, give up the women, give up the money, the food, the pussy. It's, you know how that is. Yeah. It said it, it was said, and I don't know if it's true. So I ask you that you didn't have sex for five years. That's a lie. Well, no, listen, that's a lie. When I started, no, brother, I didn't have sex when I was first time I had sex. I was seventeen, eighteen years old. 
You ain't had no game? You couldn't be pulling no bitches at 16? No, I was just masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have no girls yet. I, didn't know. I, I, was, I was a big fucking brute girl. She used to call me Mighty Joe Young. I ain't had no fucking girl. Whatever. They used to call me Mighty Joe. Because I'm that big, strong black motherfucker in the class. They thought I was the teacher. I'm 13 years old. They said, is that the new teacher? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big motherfucker. In the eighth grade and shit. <laughs> oh, they want to deal with they you. They want to deal uh, with you. All the kids are real little. I'm like I'm this size in eighth grade. I'm baby, I'm big headed. So they thought you about to tear something up. No, nah, I was cool in school. Yeah, yeah but you ain't cool. had sex for five. What, so five years. That's right, so the listen, the Arson? first time I had it, I was when I'm 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you taste that honey. Um, yeah, you get addicted to it quick. Oh yes, it's, it's worse than drugs. It's, yeah. But if you could sacrifice giving that up for something really glorious, then that's discipline. And you stopped having sex for five years. Listen, um, it, it wasn't more important than this. Mm. The belt. And, and for five years, that's you. You didn't have sex for five. Listen, I'm only years. a little kid. But. I'm 17, I'm 17 years old, the first time I have a girl and stuff. I'm a little kid. I don't know anything about girls. I'm scared of girls, and they always call me funny names. I'm ugly. I used to have lips and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike, so Mike, you go from that, though. So you go from that to the, the baddest man in the world. If you're the heavyweight champion, the way you were, you're the baddest man in the world. Kid, you said you didn't have women then, but you got all the women you want. How did you handle that? I didn't. Listen, um... People don't, sometimes when God wants to get in your chest, check you, he gives you everything you want. And I wasn't ready to handle everything I wanted. You know, you know you're guys a great athlete. Sometimes your, your, skills get you, um, your skills get you further than your intellect or IQ could ever imagine. That's true. You be next thing you know, you're rubbing That's shoulders true. with trillionaires talking right. to you back and forth. Your guys just fast motherfuckers, <laughs> quick thinkers. So what the fuck am I doing next to these niggas? And they call you by your first name, loving you, hugging you. That's a trip. That fucks your head up each and I'm a nigga. I came for poor. These guys know me, love me. They know my whole life. The trip how life is. Life is a trip. Blows your mind. We are athletes, but in our sport, we don't really hit it until 21, 22. But you were, you know, when you turned pro? Um, 18. 18. You're a teenager. I mentioned before, you were knocking out guys, you know, grown-ups at 18, and even before that, yeah. when you were an amateur. So that had to be something when everything just came at you so fast. Like, how do you deal with that, though? You know, I had to do, do experience and discipline. Listen, um, I'm the kind of guy, I'm a poor guy, never had shit, and I'm ready, I gotta touch the stove. I'm that kind of guy to find out that it's hot. Yeah, but I mean, I know that's your motivation, but how do you deal with those distractions. Like, it's a ton of distractions, and you, you weren't even thinking about women. No, you were thinking about yeah. what, these hands and- Yeah, I want that belt. For sure. You know, I know you lost your mother at a very young age. Uh, did that drive and motivate Absolutely. you just as that much Absolutely, that was the best as... thing that ever happened to me that my mother passed away. Forgive me for saying that. No, That inspired me to really um, accomplish my goals. So you did a lot of what you did in your career for her? Absolutely. Wow. We talk about, you know, you say you did everything for the belt and you captivated the world. And like you said, you got everything you wanted and you were trying to handle it. What was losing it like? You, you, you fight Buster Douglas and you, you, you lose that bout when 
obviously to, to me and to many people in the world, you were invincible. What was that feeling like after that fight? <sighs> Release. Really? Yeah, it's, it happened, it's over, it's released, thanks. Nah. Now let's deal with this adversity. No, no, baby, we gotta deal with this adversity, baby. Like, none. I was 14. I know, brother. I cried, bro. I know, I cried with my now, Ali Moss, to too. Did you cry? I cried. Uh -huh. I cried. Listen, I understand fighting, it's not personal. I don't take it personal. You know, it, you can't take, if I took this person, I'll be going crazy. Look, all these, I'll be fed up like the mother I fought. Right. I wouldn't be here talking to you. Don't so take this shit too close. it was a release for you. Like, oh, yes, it was. Freedom. It's over. Now I, can't, now I don't mind. Losing's not that bad. Now I'm even a better fighter now because now I'm not afraid to lose. So now I'll do things I would never do before when I was undefeated. Take chances. There's a saying that says, uh, in, de in defeat, we find out a lot about ourselves. Would the fight against Buster be your one fight that taught you the most about who you are and where you were headed? Or was it another fight? No. You only get lost six times. Listen, fighting Buster was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I was so stressed out being the champ. My hair was falling out and everything. <laughs> and so I put a line and make it look like a championship belt. <laughs> I was, listen, I know your guys know when you first started, everybody putting a lot of pressure on you to be the man. Man, shit, my hair was falling. I was stressed right. out, but I was playing out like I was still a hard guy. Scared to death. Little kid, and you got the whole sport on your back. Everybody's trying to get your money, beat you, niggas trying to sue you. Bitches playing you out, breaking your heart and everything. Fuck suing you, but breaking your heart, that's worse than suing you. Right. You're all f***ed up. <laughs> oh, I oh, love her, you don't love me no more. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about it earlier. Once you, ta once you taste that thing, you got uh, it. So listen, one day, this girl, she was a beautiful, and she liked me, but she said, I can't go out, and I was crying. I'm chatting while I'm crying, why can't she go? And her girlfriend, and that's why she, she this girl was her girlfriend, and her girlfriend came and held me and hugged me and kissed me, because <laughs> she felt so bad. <laughs> you couldn't get both of them, Mike? <laughs> I was so mad with her girlfriend, she's just holding me and kissing me. Her girlfriend, that's okay, Mike, it's okay. <laughs> 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 it's her girlfriend, and she's hugging me, and her girlfriend's like, what the do? He said, come on, go. <laughs> but but all, like, the, the, emotional, the emotional side of everything, man, like, sitting down with you, the emotional side of stuff, that what what made Mike Tyson is what I really want to ask. Like, bro, because like when you walked in that ring, Freddie hit it on the head. When you when Buster Douglas knocked you out, people were crying. You were our champion. Like you were about to you what you did change the world. You changed yeah, the world of boxing. Listen, listen. But what made that man that millions of people just wanted to see walk into a ring with that mother black towel around seconds. you? Ninety seconds. Ninety seconds, bro. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna have plans later because he's gonna knock this motherfucker out in 18 but, seconds. But you know what? Noah Buster Douglas' defeat did for me and to the world, it made me human. Yeah. Mm. I wasn't an animal savage, it made me human. Mm -hmm. And it made me a better fighter. I received more money now because everybody betted on the other guy because they said, no way they could beat me. Now it's a chance somebody could beat them. Mm -hmm. So now I can make more money. People would bet against me. 
even before Buster, what made that monster? Your upbringing, all in your cuss. I, we, we, everybody know cuss, the, oh, yeah, the all story the same and all. Things, all that where where you come from? You come from the hood? Yes. Oh, yeah. we, all, we all, well, no we all one, had no, a grind. No one, made, no one made us come here? Our insecurities. Mm. People laughing at us in school. Bitches don't want to with us. Excuse the, you know, but you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, made yeah, yeah, yeah. That made us who we are. We don't like to believe it, but our insecurities made us who we are. How hard, Mike, as being at the, the height of who you were with some of the things that happened outside the boxing, whether it was the women, the, the lawsuits, or the way that people perceived you, how did that affect you? Because you talk about being emotional and feeling things. You know, I had to, um, I had to learn. I had to get beat up a little bit from the world. They had to beat me up a little bit, thinking I could take it. That's just life, life on life terms. And I had to deal with it. You, either, um, you know, this is adversity we're dealing with. Adversity makes the strong strong and the weak weaker. You, it's up to you which one you're going to be. When you look at the, 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 the fight game now and where it is, I find it... Like, I follow you, you know, and I see all your stuff. And it's so crazy to me. It's like this man who, to me, was a savage. And now you've become, like, this likable, fun dude, right? And everybody wants you on the show. Everybody wants to talk to you. They sit on your show and they laugh and they smoke. How did you make that transition from the guy that, that did scare us, from the guy that did say he wanted to eat children, to now being like, man, like, I'm sitting here in front of you laughing and joking, like, I'm kicking it with Mike Tyson. This is the thing, right? If you're 20 years old and you're not a rebel, you got no balls. But if you're 40 years old, you know what I mean? If you're 40 years old and, you, and you're still a rebel, you haven't learned shit. That's what it's all about. It's all about evolving. In order for me to be that guy, the savage, whoever I was back then, I had to be that guy. In order for me to be the entrepreneur I am now, I have to be this guy. What would 55-year-old Mike tell 20-year-old Mike? If you had one, you had one thing to say to you at 20. What I would you th- listen, man, you gonna shit's gonna be real good for you. It's gonna it's gonna hurt, but you're gonna be straight. You're gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be some painful shit. Well, Mike, man. you done been through some shit, bro. Hey, listen, um, I was built for this. You was built for it. I was, yeah. If I wasn't built for this, it would have killed me. The, the life that you've lived. Yeah, none of my children could have had any of my children go for what I went through, it would kill them. For me, bro, like I said, I cried when you, when the Buster Douglas shit happened. And even now, just to see the evolution of you, you know, you just, I think people take life too serious. Ooh, that's you know, one of the you things feel I found out. When life is take, taken too serious, it's not life anymore. But what we see, you know, we no RC said it. We see you smoking. I see a few interviews about the shrooms and this and that. And I'll smoke, but the shrooms, I'm scared of that. Oh, but no, 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 Mike. Oh, I done started Where you going, Mike? Oh, oh, he got in the drawer in the back. Oh, I, done uh, <laughs> I done opened up the can. Again. Opened up the can. That's how you open it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I done opened up the can. It's too early, Mike. No, not good for the daytime for shit bright. What do you see? You taking a particular bright? You can see 10 miles away. (laughs) Start with this, brother. Hey, Adam, do you approve of this? Go for it, buddy. I do. I got to travel. I got to travel. Yeah, I got it. Boom. You got it. So, Mike, mm-hmm. are you are you running away from something? Me? Yeah. <laughs> you the baddest motherfucker.
on the planet. But, you know, you smoke, like coming in our sport, you know, we talk about the concussions and this and that, you know, and guys got to go figure out life. You know, it's depression, it's anxiety, it's a whole lot of stuff. And uh, sometimes we self-medicate, right? Yeah. And you you smoke a pound. I, yeah. So the hot box with Mike, great podcast, by the way, and you're smoking four, five, six months, the shrooms that I was mentioning, sometimes we can run away from things by doing a bit more. Self-medication. Self self or is it just health? That's interesting that you say that. Um, we don't use this to run away to. We use this to run, run to us. This is what it's all about. We don't get away from this. It gets away from us. Mm-hmm. You know, like you took the tour, right? How does it help you? Everything helps me train, helps me box better. When I'm fighting, I really don't feel a punch. It's just some fucking magical shit. You mm-hmm. saw me just fighting. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. We yeah, saw I was that. on shrooms. During the fight? Yeah. Wouldn't fight without them. Are you crazy? And some weed? When did, you, when did you start I that? wish I did this shit in my career. I'm so fucking mad I didn't know about this oh, shit. Wow. Well, no. I'm right here in the car. You... The drugs make you a better fighter, Mike. No, I gotta push no. back. The medicine makes you a better fighter. I like medicine. It. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. And well, they and, and drugs the negative. Drugs are the negative. The word drugs are negative. The word of it. Hey so, Mike, take it easy, man. Put the put take it easy. You can't eat all the goddamn chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> When you say, Mike, when you say you do that to run to you. You know, being like all the things you went through in your life, in your career, how do you trust people? Like, how, how, how do you get the right people? How do you not you? trust people? If you don't trust people, maybe you're not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And the only person that could hurt you is a friend. If he's not your friend, what's, why are you worried about them, trusting them? Right? But you don't no. been over by people. Going, yeah, I want to, like, even yeah, before, the, before the Buster fight, you know, there was a, a few controversies. You know, with your your old trainer, and then the 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 thing about your you know the first wife. I don't want to get into that, but no, all those nah, because I respect you know a lot of accusations, and, and you're young. You know what I'm saying? You're really young, and uh, you you changed. You you had to pivot away from a lot of people because you know things weren't going quite naturally how you thought they should have gone. That fight happened, then you lose, and a lot of other stuff happened. But listen, I always I was born for all this shit. I got my ass kicked a lot of times when I was a kid, so losing was really, you know, understandable. But losing in that ma- a ma- a magnitude was kind of eerie, but it was a form of freedom. And I've been in, I'm going to prison, I've been in the, um, the penal system ever since I was a kid. I grew up in the penal system. That's when I even started boxing. So right. I'm not saying I'm a tough guy, but I fit in very well. I even don't even like saying that. Mm-hmm. That I go a place like that that's so disgusting that I fit in. I don't even like even have to say shit like that. Makes sense though, but it's a part of you. It's a part of your story. Or going back, we totally respect that. But you started boxing in the system? Yeah. Is that the first time you put hands on something? On glove. I always fought in the street. Okay. But I always think, you know, if I'm robbing people, I'm punching them in the face and ripping the shit off them or something. But um, I was in the system, and that's when I started boxing with the gloves. Right. You know, like, there's a, and obviously, I've, I've been, I've been going down a deep Mike Tyson hole ever since we, you know, we knew we had a shot at getting you on the show. And they got some stories out there about you, Mike. And I, some of them I just can't believe. 
uh, I know you, uh, you and Trump, Donald Trump, are friends. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's a story that you actually checked him about a woman before. That's not true. Man. That's so that story is out. And then now reading that you guys have a relationship, how did that relationship between you and former President Trump start? Well, he promoted like 18 of my fights, right? And so how can I not know him well? Right. You know, your promoter, he, he he promotes you. He's with you. He's taking pictures with you during the whole, he runs this show. He, he's with you for, what, six weeks taking pictures, doing all kind of shit right. in front of the hotel. And um, he's just some guy like us that became president. And, you know, he, shit. He was good to everybody when he was giving them free tickets and free hotel rooms. You know, he just became a president, and I guess his politics change or whatever it is. But I always remember him from being a good guy, paying me a lot of money, right. you know what I mean? Help giving my friends rooms and shit free, food, you know? So I remember, I know the president and who he was, and I know that guy too. You know, that's just the real day. Every time you talk about Trump, people go to, you know, what's that stuff again? Um, they click you and they stop your shit, whatever it is. See, that's you why I, yep. I, I, got, I could cancel you, motherfucker. Oh, I sure I want to be But Dana White said the same thing. Yeah. What? Dana said, um, you know, his relationship extends because of what Trump did for him when he was nothing, when his company was nothing, and they were looking for venues to fight in. And obviously, everybody has their opinions, not just on Trump, but just on, you know, yourself or myself. And and I think we all figure out who our friends are because of their support. And how much they back us. So, whatever I that relationship is, it is. When I was going through my rape bullshit, he was down 100%, stepped in front of all the cameras and stuff. I, you know, listen, how can I say something bad about this guy, really? You know, I let him do his thing. I hear my, my feelings. I don't say nothing in the politics, but you know, what the f can you do? And all of those things, though, when, when you talk about politics and who Mike Tyson is now, when we get here, we got the Tyson bites and all of these dis- different things, but Adam has been telling us about Tyson 2.0. Yeah. What is Tyson 2.0? Tyson 2.0 is, um, is the exponent of many things. This man, it's heavenly, you know what I mean? It's, it sells out off the, um, if you talk to Adam, we, uh, we, we can't get enough of him on shows. And I'm just really grateful to have something like that. This has just all been really um, something I've never experienced before. And I, I'm just really grateful and I'm willing to take the position of being the ganja god. But Mike, that team, though, just, you know, we like to school young boys. That team that you put around you, Adam, and, and, and what you're doing in the Tyson Bites, Capitalizing on you know biting people's ears. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't know who ear you bit. Well, that's not a Vander's ear. That's not a Vander's ear. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard it before. I heard that's not a Vander's ear. But just capitalizing on different things and like, how do you from now going from the dude that when you were in that ring, bro, it was you. You just said it. it's you and one other man. Now you have to trust people. Now you got to bring a team in. Now you got to find people. And that's the thing that a lot of ex-athletes struggle with building a team. This is interesting. It's the perspective of how you look at the team. A fighter's never one-on-one. That's why he has the team in his corner. After he finished the round, he comes back to the corner, and they tell him the shit he did wrong, and they tell him the shit he did good. And he goes back out. 
He doesn't come to his corner, sits down, and wait for the bell to change and go back out and fight. It's always a team effort. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you can't win without it. But how do you find that? Because huh? you had cuss. Because you, I, I, yeah. the, the way you talk about cuss, it, it yeah. makes me tear up. When they first thought they got their parents or their coach that they've been with for a long time, and I guess they stopped getting along. But um. That's just it's very tricky to trust him. Sometimes you can trust the guy and he has good intentions and he just don't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, got it really got it down. He's really good. He wants it. He's enthusiastic, but he just don't know what the f to do. Mm -hmm. And that could happen too. And you you had to feel the thorn. Yeah, but this is what you have to do. When you make those mistakes and you f up, you can't get discouraged. Mm -hmm. You gotta get up and keep fighting again. Like that never happened. You know, it's all about not giving up. Yeah. You know, so easy to give up. You guys know it's about not giving up. You know, but you got the fucking ring. You know what it's about. Yeah. Some people in that locker room cry. Yeah, hell yeah, we cried. Shoot, we cried a lot that day. And and you mentioned ring, and 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 that brings me to my next question. We kind of talked, Freddie. You know, out of respect, we didn't talk about some of the things from your past. But women have not always been good to you. There's been trouble that has surrounded women. But now you seem to have a woman in your wife who 100% understands you, wants to protect you, take care of you. What role has she played in Mike Tyson becoming this Tyson who's an entrepreneur, this Tyson 2.0? So one day um, we're living together. I don't know, what, what do you call this? Um, a tenant building, a tenant house, you like almost like a fucking slumville and shit. So we living in <laughs> We living in this thing. I'm on the couch, I'm on, I OD's on some fucking cocaine, I'm sweating like a motherfucking nose bleeding and shit. Kiki's patting me with the fucking cold towel thing. Don't worry, we're gonna have a little company and then we're gonna build our company, then we're gonna start doing movies. It was twenty five billion miles away and now it's here. That's just how this stuff started. And yo, she stuck with you. To, to your point, RC, because you done had we 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 we've lived with you, Mike, through all your relationships, through the through the Robin interview where I was hot with yeah. you sitting there and staring at her like she ain't saying nothing crazy about my man. Mm. Through all that shit, can't do it on television. <laughs> <laughs> can't do shit on television. <laughs> but all that now, but that's the thing. But the young boys, Mike, like you found you 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 found you a woman that understands. Mike Tyson. My wife is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I've known her since she was 19. She's, what, 46 now? So me and her have been through a lot of experiences. Been through a lot of experiences, breaking up, living together, breaking up, dating other people, looking at each other with, our, with other people and shit. It's, it's been through a bunch of shit. And then the last time we saw each other, we was on top of our game. We got Bentleys, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. We all looking good and shit. <laughs> I got our Bentley. Everybody looking good. Keep, we all got good. She had the Bentleys. We all, next thing you know, we all broke in this tenant in the building. We look fucked up. Wow. She comes out of jail. She's pregnant. She comes out of jail. She has my baby. I'm in rehab. Yeah, I'm in rehab when she comes out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was so f***ed up, man. Yeah. And then by the grace of God, God said, all right, you dumb little f***er. You my fool, so I'm going to make an example out of you. Let everybody see what you can do. But you're still a f***ing fool. You're a f***ing up again. 
That's what God does to me. <laughs> they yeah. said God watches over babies, babies and fools. Yeah. I'm his big fool. Because <laughs> your ass grown, so you're the baby. Yeah. But that's that's where that's that. I'm not afraid to be a fool. I'm not. I'm not afraid to be his fool. And the progress there got you where you are now. And you know, like I'm saying, yes. your wife, your wife is a blessing to you, bro. My wife is my life. And because of her, this is the reason we're here. She's talking to our producer and she's, hey, you know, trying to figure out a time between her and Adam, we made this shit happen. But you, you know, you're the star, no, though. This is gonna be canceled. I said, let's do it. We lo- respect yeah. that. I love it. I love. It. But you. You you need a strong woman to lead though. She would never let herself lead. And I'm not saying this in um any facetious or disrespectful way. She just knows her slot. Everybody Makes knows the slot. Right. It's, that's just compromise. That's a better word for it. It's just compromising. But it makes y'all a team. She's an awesome exponent to my life. Love it. Without her, this doesn't work as good. That's what we're talking about. about. Yeah. That's exactly you know, what listening to, to, to Fred say the, the the vulnerability, the the machismo, the being the baddest man in the world never goes away. You put when you play football and like you might be out at the club when you're younger and people know you play football, they want to try you, right? Because they want to see if if what I seen about you. Hey, listen, is they true. don't they don't want to try Lawrence Taylor. Them guys that tried Lawrence, he fucked them up. <laughs> But you gotta know. Right. But you no, gotta no. know that you can't do that, Mike. Like people wanna, they wanna. Hey, what is say? Be the, did it. Be the no, balls. Lawrence you gotta Taylor's beat the balls. Their ass. I'm gonna kick their ass. <laughs> but, I, I love Lawrence Taylor. He kicked their ass. I would kick their ass. Some people need to be woken up. That's all. You know, they can't see. Some people need their ass kicked or something. But yes, people are weird. Human beings are weird. I'm one of them, so I know human beings are really weird. Did any um, shrooms hit you yet? I'm getting some hits. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just floating right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> he like dancing. Yeah, he's ready to go. He's trying to make sure we don't push the wrong buttons, because nah, the three of us, we might game. get drop, drop, drop. Keep game. That's what the shrooms is about, all about love, man. I love it. Shrooms is about love, I can't even, I, hey, it just doesn't compute anything negative. It's <laughs> <laughs> shroom positive. So with the shrooms, Mike, and uh, I said, man, I'm going to ask this motherfucker question with caution, because I know you still got it. Floating like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's what this is about, about love, not about fighting. But you just did the Kimmel thing, the beautiful look. Yes. You got to be cool, a thousand percent good with yourself, you know, across the board in order to do that. How, How did that come to play? You know, me being how old I am, 55 and shit. And I give no, knowing that all those kids, little white kids, are gonna think I'm cute and come and check the television channel. Mike, 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 I gotta ask him, I gotta ask him. Mike, do you think you're, you think you're cute? Huh? You think you're an attractive man? No. Hey, hey, listen, I don't think so, but ask somebody in the street if I'm, if I'm, Ugly. They got it. They're not gonna say it. <laughs> I don't know. People tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> I kind of believe them, though, but I don't know. I don't know. Mike, man, last so you went to the wedding to John Shahidi's mm-hmm. wedding, and you ordered a Shirley Temple. Oh yeah. Jesus! And then we that. just saw you in the video in a, a bumblebee outfit dancing. Like, 
Where has, like, just I'm, I'm about to have fun, I'm going to be me. Like, how have you learned to just be exactly who you are every single day, no matter what it looks like? I had to do a couple of um, turns in prison. You know, I had to, um, I just had to let life had to beat me up a little, you know, mm. and all of us. Life had to beat all of us up. Had to get my heart broken a couple of times. And then I realized if you don't get your heart broken, you're not a man or a woman yet. That's just a part of life of becoming a man or a woman. Are you nasty, Mike? In what perspective? Just in the bed. Like, do you do you, you missionary or you get after it? Because I know you have, you married, I'm married, I'm married 12 years, Mike, but like I've had, had me orgy in the past. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh! Like, are you like you? You got after it, like in your prime, like. In my prime, I, I, I received a lot of venereal diseases. Oh, I got crabs one time, and I had to leave, really. I, I had to leave football practice. Are you serious? Got crabs. I, if I had crabs, I would have that for the rest of my life. I wouldn't even know I had crabs. Yeah, no, <laughs> you'll know. I had the shit that goes right here and fire hit your ass. <laughs> some boom, blood might hit your mother. Think I'm bullshit. I had to put peanut butter on on my dickhead and all to kill the crabs because they suffocate them. Have you ever had mono? They kissing shit. You kiss people, Mike. You be kissing people. I be sucking pussy too. I mean, I, just fucking, I don't know, but listen, I had mono. I had mono. Yeah, mono, mono. I feel like somebody put a blowtorch in your mouth. <laughs> Who the hell was you kissing? Ah. You was kissing Mike, cause like, you know what I'm saying? Like you Mike run was the tongue kissing. You run, run, but you don't be kissing people in the club. That's a that's a G code. Nah, I met her on the corner of the street somewhere. You started fuck? kissing her? Yes, I did. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> women in the shit. <laughs> Y'all can do this shit on your show. Yeah, you do whatever. You do whatever you want, Mike. They're gonna cancel you guys. They're gonna hang. That's why I talk like this. I want to be canceled. Want to get that button pushed? But Mike, you're you're such a superstar, man. Worldwide, though, not just here in the country, worldwide. But you're you're you're. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back. Tupac. Yeah. Love Tupac too. Beautiful you know, man. Your, your relationship with Tupac, because it seemed like y'all got along so well, man. And I, I read something where it says you felt guilty. No, listen. I met Tupac one day. We were in this, they were having a party celebration, and he was in the front. He was a little kid, so I let him in the club with my, the guys that ran the club. They were mm -hmm. friends of mine. We were outside talking, and this little guy came up and. I said, yeah, man, you remember we were little. Let this guy in. You know, yeah. everybody was tuxedo down, but he had a little, he was just like us. Right. So the guy said, all right. But he said, one man. And then he brought like 30 guys with him. So we let him get in around the back. And Tupac got on the mic, he started rapping. And then I went to prison. Mm -hmm. He wrote me a letter, I'd like to come visit you. Then he kind of started visiting me in prison. Mm -hmm. What was your, like, your, after that, your relationship? Did you guys hang out much? I see no, a few photos. Not we, you know, we were at the same place. He came to the fight and stuff. He had the right. press conference, but we didn't hang out too much. You know, I had a different lifestyle than him. Mm -hmm. I had kids and stuff. I, had, you know, I had family. I had a different lifestyle. I was to your first fight in Vegas after you got out. It was Botha. It was named Botha, right? And you knocked him out. Yes. Super quick. Did you feel like at that point, were you back or did you have something major to prove? Yeah, yes, I'm back from prison, mother 
you yeah, didn't break me. You know, my ego's going crazy and stuff. Everybody probably said Mike is always in prison. He right. no nobody ever came back from prison and was the same guy. And I just wanted to change the mind. But how did you stay in it? Because the training had to be ten times different. How did you keep yourself sane each and every day behind those bars to make sure your condition, just your mindset more than anything? I else? was doing the running, doing eight, nine miles around. And, I, and at nighttime, I run for four hours just in my room, jumping a step like this, just jumping up. Four hours? Yeah. And sweating. And listen, four in, hours. In my cell, oh, in my cell, right? It's a concrete floor, right? I put, I indented it, my feet. Oh, your feet, okay. Yeah, and the concrete floor. I was, I was 285. I came out 218, 215. I'm about to say, when you came, because when you came out of prison, you looked, you looked better after prison than you did before going in. I was eating like a pig. I was scared about the court. You know, you scared. Oh shit! <laughs> you eating the thing. I'm scared. Did you ever get tried in prison? Huh? Did anybody ever try you? Listen, in prison? I just got. I, I'm just very grateful that I'm just a cool guy. I'm a good person. I treat everybody nice. Wow. I had the best three years of my life in prison. Wow. Yeah. That's that's interesting for you to say that, bro, because you had millions. I had peace though. Over the thirty million dollars for one fight? Jay Z's line. Hey, listen, can I tell you something? That don't mean nothing when you don't have your peace, your stability and your balance. You don't give a fuck. We don't even want it. You want to give it to somebody else. Yeah. You need your sanity to to dictate any part of life. Cause you know, God I always tell people God punish you by giving you everything you want. See if you can handle it. And did you? Oh, I, I didn't handle it well at the beginning, but I never gave up. I'm still trying now. I never been able to handle it. I'm not able to handle it now, but I'm still trying. I'm still learning. I didn't give up. I got off the fence. I made mistakes. Are you comfortable with the parts of your life that have led you to here? The, the, the mistakes, the, the way people have perceived you, the way you've been talked about, you know, the, the, the time in jail, the issues, are all of those things worth it because Mike Tyson is still here, still standing? I tell everybody, my flaws are my greatest assets. You know, I want to be up more than anybody wants me to be down. All the, uh, to RC, to your point, all the stories we hear, all the stories you heard about Mike and we all got the story. You know, you probably know the story. I know you know the story. Tell me. What's man. the what's the bullshit? Tell me the real shit. Tell me the question. But what's the bullshit, Ask me man? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's I that? love this show. What's that? What's that story about Mike that you see it and you like, man, y'all are full of shit. You supposed, you're supposed <laughs> to get heart. You're supposed to get heart tattoos on your face. Yeah, well, and yeah, not yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah, real. Yeah. Uh, you said the Donald Trump thing. What no, what was no. not true. Uh, one, two, when you fought the, the tiger, was that real? That was my cat. That was, oh, so that was y'all just playing? Yeah. All right, you got a cat. Yes. Um, did you, they, they said you actually punched a dude when you filmed Hangover. No. See, so that was wrong. Yeah, I, I, I've been down a, a deep rabbit hole yeah, of, well, of Mike too. Tyson's stories. And for, it's seeming like ain't none of them true. You kicked uh, Don King in the head in the car or something like that. Mm -hmm. You, you put Don King. You put ass. hands on Don that King. One. I'm sorry I did that. Okay, so that's, that's why, why, What happened with Don King though that made it get to that point that you had to take with money and shit. You know, we're not doing the right shit. 
And then there's not a better way than to kick him in the head, maybe go through an attorney and figure it out. Exactly. That's the, um, that's the route I would normally take. Mm -hmm. But I loved him. You loved him, so yeah, you whooped so, his ass? Yeah. We love love on this show. So, I love love, yeah, Mike, but don't love me if you're going to hit me in my mother. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know no, what I mean? You know, yeah. No, you, know what I mean? you thought it was family. You thought yeah. it was family. Yeah. So when you love a person, that hurts different. It wasn't yeah. business to you. No, no business. Family yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm. You got to touch it. And sometimes you got to treat families like strangers to make family act like family. That's a fact. Like yeah. That. And right. you, you used to give away, I heard, I've heard this story three times from different people, Mike. You used to give away Bentleys and Rolls Royces. I've given away a few, this is true. And you just ride up with the keys, throw the keys to a dude and be like, you got it and leave. No. It's not that easy, man. No, on one occasion, right, I was with my ex-wife. She went, you know, like when you're young, you're outside and your wife, you got money and your wife goes in your pocket. She goes in the pocket and get the money out. She goes in my pocket. I'm a young 20. She goes in my pocket and pulls out some fucking condom. She was, I'm in I'm in McDonald's in the line. She picked up to I'm in line and so she look, she's hugging on me. She goes in my pocket, pulls out the fucking rubber, and she pulled and she turned around, start walking outside. And I turned around with her and she got in the car. I said, baby, baby, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, baby. Please, please forgive me. She got the car. She took the car and she rammed it right into another car. And when she did that, she broke the guy's arm. Mm. The the door closed when it was open, and it closed and it cracked the guy's off. The driver, and so um, I um, gave one guy. I don't know, it must be like twenty dollars. Boom! So he went to off track betting. You know, he went right back in there and started putting the money and betting the money on the horses, oh, wow. right? And there's one guy that she really hurt his arm. She just kept the cops came over, and he kept trying to tell the cops. Oh my arm, I broke my arm. <laughs> and then but I already told the cop, hey man, I should give you, I take this car, man. Y'all guys work car, I take this car, man. This look, this work, it's not working. The guy said, don't play with me. And I said, oh, I got him. Right. Right. He said that, man, you better not play like that. I said, like, right. oh, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Said, Listen, brother, please, you take this car, man. It's bad luck for me. I can't do it. They took the car. But I didn't want them to arrest my wife because she done two people up. Right. Mm -hmm. She did. <laughs> She wasn't afraid of nothing to get arrested. I said, no, yeah. I'm talking to the guy. I didn't want to know arrest him. You know what I mean? Right. I, I didn't want my wife to get arrested and shit. <laughs> I don't well, Mike, you think she's going to be afraid of that when she married to you? I mean, she married to Mike Tyson. There ain't a lot more in this world that could frighten you if you, if you do that every day and you do it well. And she's not afraid of nothing, no. What brings you joy? Happiness. Yeah, but what brings you happiness? My smile. We've seen your smile. Right? <laughs> you, my smile is my happiness. Mm -hmm. Your is it is it your your children? You have beautiful kids. Absolutely. I, I've I've seen you have beautiful kids, man. And you know, you said your mother was your motivation when when you first got into it. And now we're on Tyson 2.0, yeah. and everything built. We're talking about legacy, right? We're talking about uh, generational wealth and everything. You know, here you have, you know, your cannabis is doing amazing. Uh, but just legacy itself and your children. What do you think about, when you, when you think about them, what do you think about in their future?
And what you can pass down to them? To the, the pray the most and to work the most. You know, if to work hard, be the hardest worker, be in believing yourself. You know, um, I can't help them by giving them money. Mm-hmm. I can only hurt them if I give them money. And they, they have to learn, because if they don't have no, if they don't have no aspirations and they don't have any um, experience of adversity under the slight struggle, they're going to give in. They have to learn competition. Which is tennis and golf, right? Whatever, even among one another. They have to have competitive, they have to have that spirit. And that's what life is about, having that competitive spirit in life. Be an entrepreneur, an athlete, you know, a, a mailman, a newspaper man, the desire. Mm. How often do you cry? Every f- day. And you think about your baby girl? I think about her, I think about my mother, I think about my wife sometimes. I think sometimes that we were gonna break up. We came so far, we came, we're doing so good, but I remember we could have to, oh God. When we went to where the I don't know, we went to one of these royal farms and the place where you have to pick up the golf, the cart, not golf cart, but the, the cart, the food cart. Mm-hmm. And we went in there and she started putting stuff on the calendar and I thought it was going to be too much, so I was picking it up. I said, no, baby, I don't think we'll be able to pay for it. She said, I've been broke longer than you. I know what the bus cost was. <laughs> so she was right. But yeah, I would take something off because we didn't have enough to pay for it. My wife, listen, she used to have $200 for an outfit and she would get a fly outfit. She would put something up for 200 bucks. And we had, um, we we really learned, we became humble from that. Well, Mike, like it's 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 one thing, like we all come from humble beginnings. It's one thing to not have anything because, like when I was young, like I didn't know we were struggling, mm-hmm. right? But when you get it, right? When when you reach the top of the mountain, when you got money, when you got fame, when you got success, and you lose it all, that's a different feeling. It's a different feeling when you know, like you you didn't get nothing until you were seventeen, so you ain't really know. Once you got it, you like oh. I'm gonna keep see doing money. it. Yeah, and so now that you've seen money and you say you to the point with your wife where you are taking things off the counter, what is that like? Like, how do you get through that? I've been there before. You know, look at me now. Adversity is nothing to me. This is what I found out. Right now, today, take all this, you take everything of them and put me in a homeless shelter and I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Y'all gotta be filming me again. Wow. Cause, Cause you might. No, because I have the greatest team, me and my wife and my team. I'm really, just take me right now, take everything I have and let me start from scratch. And you'll build it, you think you can build it back up? I might be bigger. I gotta ask you this, man. You don't have Nan dying for fighting? Cause that was the thing, that, that you went broke. You no. went broke, you have, you fought peep all the goddamn fights. Game, peep game, this is gonna you up, right? Yeah. So I spent my last money that I had from fighting on rehab, around a million bucks, close to a million bucks on rehab. And I just had enough money left, like $2 million of my whole life left. And I bought a house in Phoenix for a while. And then um, the house was difficult to sell, but somebody loved it and they gave me the money. This is God working. And then I get a house in Vegas. That, that becomes the f- house and everything because I don't have no money to weed. You got some money, you can come stay over. You got some money, we can throw a party at my house. You know, getting money. And um, 
I would let guys um, hold my car if they filled gas, if they filled it up, you know. And that's just how. <laughs> yeah, that's how I was living and stuff. And then um, my wife came on the scene, and I didn't want to be in the house that much. Like we too many people, and I was like, you could feel the bodies in there, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so um, <laughs> you like that look. So um, I um, I went by and I saw this mansion down the street from my house. It was on two lots. That's the only house on the, in the, that was on two lots. It was around the block, massive. I said, I'm going to get this house. We're going to buy this house. And I kept um, doing the affirmation. The next thing you know, it has a leak. And the next thing you know, I see a sign on there. And I said, baby, we're going to get that house. We borrowed some money from this guy in China. He has to put up for the house. Boom, he let us put the money up for the house. Boom. It's nothing. Boom, he let us put the money up. Um, the people see the money up, boom, they gave us the house, boom. We did some money, boom, we paid for the house, boom. Took two million out, gave him back his money. We still have the house right there. <laughs> but look, it's so fly. And now I got two kids, they got their two rooms far from each other, they can run down the halls and shit. The other house was fly, but it was small. This one's like um, 14,000, it's just big, it's just nice. Well, you made hundreds of millions. I'm four. Hmm? I'm 400 and a half. Four four hundred million plus. Four to five, yeah. And you were you were borrowing money from people. No, I was never borrowing. Did you just say you had to do, do from China to no, get you the fucking money? I had to hustle. You had to hustle, but yeah, bro, you was, you, know, <laughs> bro, you, was you, you just said you made ha almost half a billion dollars. Yeah. Man, where did the fucking money go, Mike? Um, everywhere. We had a good time stealing money. When you're making that kind of much money, it just lasts for a long time. I didn't die right away. It took like 15 years, 16 years to go broke. <laughs> I didn't go broke. Bro, I didn't go broke in one day. Yeah, I did 15 years. I'm throwing shit. Hey, baby, can you, you, you like that car, baby? All right, you spend the weekend with me. Come on right here. How about you? You like that? Can I drive in with you? If I get you this deal, what would you get? You know, it's just crazy shit you could do with your money. <laughs> how, how does that even work? Because I, I got my wallet. I got me some credit and debit cards in there. How do you how do you go buy a car? Like, if a girl wants a car, you say, oh, you want that car, baby? No. Get that car. How does that work? No. You go into the store, the car store, normally European car. You go in the car, and normally who's selling the car is a magnificent-looking woman, young, beautiful, blonde eyes, um, glasses. And um, I say, um, what is your commission if I was to buy this car? And um, she told me, yes, it's a commission. And I said, um, and I would say, will you spend the weekend with me? And they would say, yeah, and I would buy the car. And we'd become friends, hang out. I think I would give her the car. So she get the commission and then she leave yeah. with the car too? With a car too, yeah. Eventually, yeah. No, it was that was the same day I got the mission and the car. That you was yeah, that's that, but that's that's heavy trick. I, I think I think Mike realized that he's a walking asset. Yeah. And and really, fifty years after you're gone, Mike, your name will never forget Mike Tyson. I mean, I might not be here, who knows, but the world will never forget Mike Tyson. You know that? I just wanted to know I no one gave me anything. We know that. But do you know that, bro? Yeah, you are cemented in. Well, that's why I did this. That's for that reason. But um, I know that I'm just a human being. I don't know nothing when it comes to the scheme of the world. And um, 
Our purpose is just to love one another. That was that was my um that's my kickoff life to love one another, respect one another. So far, this is what I've learned. Were you were you always like that? Like when you were a fighter, when you were younger, did you have that thought process, or, is, or, or how did pig. you develop that? I was a pig. If you would have had your wife or girl, I would be. A, I'm a fucking pig. I'm a real pig, especially when I was younger. So I didn't really um, work well because everybody told me I was God. I was this. I was the. That if she don't give you, you she's gonna find a man like you in three lifetimes, this and that, and that's souping up my head, and I'm thinking I am somebody, and then life shows me I ain't shit. And then um, life told me I have to get on my knees if I want anything. That's what it's all about. You pray a lot? Yeah, enough. Got it. Did the world, do you think the world created what you are? Like when you talk about it when you were a pig, that's what triggered it off for me. Do you think that the 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 pushback and what the world told you and what the people around you said to you, did that create what your narrative was to you? Because like you're saying, like the humble the humble Mike now wasn't the Mike I watched on TV when I was a kid. Well, in order for me to be the guy I am today, I had to be that person. Mm -hmm. I had to get checked to be this person. But they amp they, but they made they put you on this. A lot of people say they put you up just to knock no, you down. I put myself up there to mm -hmm. not be knocked down. Nobody can knock you down but yourself. Yeah. Even if you know it looked like they somebody shot you and you're in the wrong place, you, you were there. It was written. I believe everything was written. This is written thousands of years, trillions of years before we were born. So everything that happened to you was supposed to happen to you. Yeah. So what's next? Life, up and down. Death, happiness. So you have evolving. any premeditated thoughts or visions of what you would like to do next in life, or you just kind of just go and just let it happen? You know, as like you say, I'm in, I'm with a great team. There you are. And not only are they a great team, they're like um, what I want a recon. They go and find the money and then come back to you and tell you, this is what we got. Mm -hmm. That's recon, it's over there, right? right? You're a recon man, right. <laughs> get that money, baby. Yeah. He goes around traveling, looking around, hey, boom, there it is, we can get There's that. opportunity. Yeah, recon, I got down with the recon crew. Mike, you said, you, you have said before, like you were asked about being great, right? And you was like, it's not about being great, it's about being a good person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you, when listen, you look at yourself now, listen, you listen, keep it real. Your guys know some people who are called great and how they act. They, you know, act like no great mother right? That's just how life is. People have to keep things in perspective. You know, we could be around a great guy and he's always talking about himself. And then we could be around a good guy and he's talking about you, how great you are and how great you are and how you, what you did that, you get that touchdown. And that's the difference. <laughs> you know, a great guy talks about himself, a good guy talks about everyone else. I like that. I actually never heard that. that, that that's dope. I'll tell you what, though, man. I've enjoyed this. I haven't had any shrooms. I haven't smoked any weed. But hey, you're always welcome to. You, you, you have shown me that you are truly a happy dad, so I'm going to crack one over. <laughs> Shout out to happy dad, our yeah. sponsor. I, know, but, I don't drink, but happy dad, no, we, dad. I'm down with happy dad. Yeah, we, you know, but. I'm down with happy dad. I'm take these on my Hey, butt. truly, though, Mike, man, I just want to tell you, and like Fred's done it a lot throughout the show. For for us, man, it's it's a it's truly an honor. You are one of the greatest athletes we have ever seen. 
and to 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 sit with you though and to get this part of your personality like that's why we do this show you know Chuck, i hear that sometimes and this is real talk we talking right i hear i know for many but i don't know it could be a congressman because he's the greatest i never saw and then i come down to it i miss i'm just a street that's what it is. i'm just a street that's you were no oh, i'm gonna be a street not, to the day i'm dying that's who I am, and that's what I'm going to be, because that's who I want to be. That's, that's probably, it's in your fabric and your foundation. You can't forget that. Oh, that's but the mic we see and who we're talking to now, you've evolved so much, dude. Hey, listen, hey, listen, man. listen, that guy who we call the street cat, he can evolve too, but he's that's still the street cat. It's in, it's in you. It's, it's still yeah. there. And we can't take that away. No. But, you know, when you, when you have quotes like, you know, I let everybody down, you know, as big as you were in life, you felt that you let everybody else down. You know, it, it takes something in a man to, to, to throw his own pride aside and admit those type of things. So, you know, I, I think more people will look at you and they understand your legacy. They understand you was a bad man. You was a killer in the ring, right? And you went through things in life like we all do, but the most, you know, humble and, and happy person in life at this point in, in your life, People respect, and I appreciate that, because it'll help me figure out how to live my life in this second phase, because we're all going through different phases of life. We all got to pivot. That, that's what it comes down to. And um, if, if, if I can ask you anything, and hope you enjoy your, your time on the show with us, because we definitely enjoyed it, who would you like to see us try to interview next on the show? On this show? Yeah, man. Man. Because we're going to show love, but we want you, you know. Oh, shit. I put you on the spot, big dog. Come on, No, man. get Eminem on here. Oh, I would love, love it. it. Yes, give, sir. Give, give him the call. I interviewed Eminem before. I got like, like 8 million that week views. Yeah, like, we would love that. We about to get, I Mike, what, what is it, though? Because we've all, we all, people feel like we know you because we've seen you for our entire lives. What is it? that you want people to know about you? What's something that we don't know? What's something that hasn't been put out there about Mike Tyson? That, that in your quiet moments, you're like, you know what? This that happened to me changed me, or I changed somebody, or this part of my life is huge, but it's not what people talk about when they speak on Mike Tyson. I want people to know that I believe life is the willingness to die. Oh. That's what I want people to know about me. And when you say the willingness yeah. to die, like you're saying, like, in order to live a full life, you have to have, you have to be willing um, to die. I believe once you die, you start to live. My belief. Once you die, you start to Shit, live. I need to eat one of them shrooms. I don't even understand that. <laughs> Shit. No, no, hey, he made me cuss. It's very, it's very simple. It, it means like it's more than this out here. It's more than this in you. More of it. So you gotta oh, kill that. You gotta kill that thought within you in order to actually appreciate life. You gotta kill your ego and actually it. appreciate life. Right, and that's what when you the, did. The ego's good, but when you leave, when you it sleeps out of life. Right, use it for football and boxing, whatever. But take it out of life and just live a life without it. But it's so hard because you use it for your career so long. How you gonna fucking take it away? And then your ego talks shit and said. And I got you all those fucking rings and those fucking touchdowns and shit, and you were listening to these guys and not fucking use me and shit. 
You know, your ego is the truth. So trip. it makes sense now. So so Tyson 1.0, basically, you're 2. not- 2.0. No, no, Tyson 1.0 yeah. is dead. You're yeah. not living that. No. 2.0, you understand that this that's is your that rebirth. Form, yeah, that's that form of evolving I'm what you're talking about. Hey. I like that. Hey, you know? love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but respect. I appreciate you. My childhood was amazing. Mike Tyson punch out. I hated mother glass Joe. Oh, I, I can never <laughs> even beat him. I couldn't even beat him. I love him. You worse than me. I couldn't be glad Joe. After a minute, I figured King, it out. King Hippo wore your ass out. Yeah, King yeah. Hippo. Well, who's that guy spinning around? <laughs> I forget his name. Right there. Yeah. But you, but look, but look, you yeah, was the baddest. And you will always be the mother baddest in my eyes because that was my era, man. Number of respect and love. This is an honor for me. Check this out. I love it. Your guys another. I wish my trainer mother could have saw this shit. Man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. They wouldn't have believed this. My trainer wouldn't have believed it turned out like this. All that money coming to you, all this shit. This shit was more than he ever could believe. Right. So you you are some RC. It's funny you say that quickly on the way out. So you have you don't have many regrets, but you regret that the people that love you couldn't see what you actually, are now. Actually, yeah, yeah. Wow. You have to, this is what I was told. We can't analyze our blessings and we just can't, you know, and we don't know. How you, you know nobody knows what life is. By the time we die, we're gonna know just as much about life as we know about death. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. And you wear them little tight pants to show your dick off to us? Or? It's time to go, no. man. It's time to go. That's, listen, listen. Goddamn, Mike. You got to wear them tight-ass, white-ass pants. Listen, that's, that's my wife says the same shit. Hey, hey Kiki! <laughs> he wear these tight-ass pants to show his dick off? <laughs> Everybody hey, Kiki, can you come here, please? <laughs> Nobody now, gonna see that now, shit, bro. Now, my wife Does saying, he wear those pants to show his dick off? He's been doing it so long. Listen, listen, she's not keeping it real. Every time she say, stop playing with your dick, she's like, my dick really, stop. Stop, why are you playing with your dick? Stop playing with your dick. Leave the dick alone, Mike. And I'm like saying, where's she, she coming from? I didn't, I didn't want to meet my dick. A place of love. I didn't want to meet Mike's dick today, but I have. So, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. It's been my real. Chad, when he stood up. And Charlie was filming. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, not that shot, Charlie. Not that shot. <laughs> Give him little Mike. My Is that his name, little Mike? Saying the same That's my wife, Mike. Leave alone. But How yeah. you doing, man? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, game yeah, done yeah, changed, yeah, yeah. man. Hey, you know, Mike, Mike came out in a towel, ripped up, short shorts. These guys coming out with gems and bling bling and the game changed, Mike. I can't believe he said that though. He oh, loose. Yeah. That's oh, changed. Mike says the same, the same exact. Your ass is too big to have them tight ass shorts. <laughs> and, Mike, and Mike, he nasty as hell. He probably been looking at your meat the whole show too. I'm, I, you know, shit. I got to see if I can run with you, Mike. Hell, <laughs> we both had an orgy, but I was on my side holding it down. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I done done all of it with your hands, your oh, feet, boy. everything going on, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so. Man. Well, we appreciate it, bro. You and yeah, you did. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. And orgy, orgy, a true orgy is when you're not working. All this shit, no, just work. Orgy's no work. 
So you just lay back and No, I'm just saying that. I don't know nothing about orgies, but I'm just making a statement. You said you working too hard at your orgy. Really? I I just made the statement. I just was Hey, that's a pivot. <laughs> Mike, we love you, baby. I appreciate you, big dog. Oh, boy. When did he, he, he get this guy from? <laughs> that's Channing. Welcome. Appreciate you, big Mike. Welcome, no, thank you, brother. Kiki, Kiki, you my dick police. Oh. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up.